0: Every one of you have a name, right? Is that, anyone here does not have a name? Praise the Lord. When we were born, we all were born with a name. Amen. And like Brother Dave was talking, we are stamped. When we're born, we're stamped with a name, and every time that name is spoken, is confessing something over your life. My name happens to be Alfred. People have called me other things, but my name is Alfred. And uh, that name was given to me by my parents, just like your name was given to you by your parents, perhaps. My name means good counselor. And every time someone says to me, Alfred, they're confessing good counselor over my life. I want to challenge you as we start today's word. I want to challenge you to find out what your name means if you don't already know. I want you to find out what your name means and think about it. Our parents put, give us names and they have every good intention. They love us. uh, I'm sure they, there's, there's nothing there, but think about what your name means. Because everyone, every time someone calls you by your name, that's something being spoken over your life. Through the Bible, as you look through the Word of God from Genesis all the way through to Revelation, when uh, names were very, very important and what your name was, was, That spoke of what your life was to be and what your destiny was to be. Abraham, God gave, uh, changed his name and said, you're going to be the father of many nations, so I'm going to call you Abraham. And Peter, he changed his name, right? And he says, you're going to be the rock. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. God wants to go beyond what your natural name is, and God wants to expand upon that. God is a God of blessing, a God of increase. God wants to increase you for His glory and for His name's sake. Amen. The Bible says, my plans for you are of good, not of evil. How many of you know God loves you? God cares about your life. He's watchful over your life to, to increase it for good and to, for your life to be fruitful and productive for His glory. And that your life will be a blessing, hello, to the people around your life. If we're not being a blessing to the people around us, what is our life doing? God wants our lives to glorify His name. It's a bless the people around you. As we look in the Bible, if you go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter number 4, and I'm sure you read this, uh, every day, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and it's a book, it's a, it's a genealogy. And it goes from name to name to name to name. God cares about every one of us. And when we read the Bible sometimes, and even in the Gospels, uh, you see the genealogies that, that God was uh, so uh, purposeful to tell them to write down every name, the names. And to us, we look at it and we say, why do you got to go through all this? You know, Why don't you just get to the point? But God has a purpose and a reason. And when you go into the Chronicles in the Bible, you see that God is a God of detail. God puts down every name here. And in in chapter 4, he starts out with a list of names. Now, what does that mean to you and me today? Do we need to know who each and every one of these people were? Well, I don't think so. I mean, you can try and find out if you want to, if you're into that. But what is God saying? Not that God wants us to know each and every one of those hundreds of names individually, but God is trying to get us to understand that God knows every individual that is born, that is created. Why? God formed you and fashioned you in the womb. You're not a surprise to God. When God formed you and fashioned you, He breathed life into you and brought you forth. He knows you. God knows you. Before you were formed, He knew you. And when He was fashioning you, He was speaking into your life. He was putting things into your life. He was putting gifts and talents into your life that He was going to bring forth, that He was desirous to bring forth in life, that your life would be special to God and to the world around you. You don't have the gifts I have. I don't have the gifts you have. But together, if we put our gifts together, we make up something good and wonderful. Amen? Thank God he didn't create us all alike. But God, when he gives a genealogy, he's saying, I know every individual. I know who they are. I know where they live. I know what they think. I know what they do. I know what I was desirous for them to be. And so God is telling us he knows every one of us. You're not strange or foreign to God. God knows you. We might be strange and foreign to in our knowledge of God, that we don't know him, but God wants us to know him. And so the genealogy is there saying that I care about everybody. The Bible says God is not, God's, his heart is that no one perish. Everyone come to the saving knowledge, amen? So God cares about every single individual. And he gives a list of their names and he's going through the genealogy. And then he comes in verse number 9, and and I'm sure many of you know this and read this and prayed this. In verse number 9, he comes and it says, and all of a sudden it pops out, and Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I bore him with pain. Jabez got the name from his mother. His mother loved him. His mother wanted good for him. His mother did not want uh, Jabez's life to be uh, uh, anything than the best. Just like your mother, when she named you. She wasn't thinking of anything bad about you. She was thinking of wonderful things about you, good things about you. But she named Jabez, Jabez, which means pain, pain, Jabez, pain. How would you like it if somebody said, oh, here comes that pain in the neck. How many of you think that was said about Jabez? Hey, his name means pain. Here comes that pain. Here come, and people are confessing pain. Here comes pain. Here's that pain. Here's that pain. And so Jabez was a man who loved God. We don't have a detailed history of his life, but we see from the next verse that Jabez knew God, loved God, had, had Faith in God. And Jabez, see, there was a whole list of people, of generations around him. But God pops up. You ever go on your computer and you're doing something and and here comes a pop-up? That's how it is here. You're reading the scriptures and all of a sudden God pops up this name Jabez and here comes Jabez and his prayer. Why does God do that? God has a reason and a purpose for everything he does in the Word of God. God wants to get our attention through Jabez. Let me show you something here. God is saying, "Let me let me give you some a glimpse and an understanding of 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 what I would love my people to do and to be." So here's a pop-up. Jabez, his mother named him Pain. Again, the names in the Bible were significant. They spoke about an individual's destiny. They spoke about his life. And Jabez was a grown man now, and he was uh, he he was he was growing up. And he, again, he loved he loved the Lord. How do we know that? Look at verse number ten. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel. I'm going to read through the whole verse ten, and then we'll go back. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, "Oh, that Thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my border." And that thy hand might be with me, and that thou would keepest me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. We have a wonderful God who hears us, a God who calls us to himself to come and give me your your desires. Let me hear your prayers. Jesus says, ask the Father. God calls us to come to his throne and ask of him. If you know God, you know God wants you to come into his presence and to ask. What does that mean when you ask? It means, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I want you, your guidance in my life. You see, sometimes people go to God But they don't have a love for God. They don't want to follow God. They don't want to know God. They don't want to get into a deep relationship with God. But when they get in trouble, they run and say, Go, God help me. I used to do that. Before I gave my heart to the Lord, I would get in trouble. And then I would say, Oh God, if only you get me out of this mess. And he would. And I'd get in trouble again. And then I run back to God and say, oh, God, will you please help me get out of this mess? If you do, I'll be good. Well, God is merciful and gracious. But God doesn't want us running to him and pleading to get us out of trouble or jams or situations and then walk away and not want to know him and praise him and love him. See, God wants us to know him, to come into a relationship with him. And that's what's so good. That as now I'm born again, now as I give my heart to the Lord, my desire is to know God, to love Him, and, and as I look into His Word, I see that He has good plans for my life. His desires for me are good, none of evil, and I gotta be about His ways. I gotta be about living my life to please the Lord. And as I live to please the Lord, His, His blessings overtake my life, and my, those blessings overflow into the lives of people around my life. So I turn to the Lord and I pray according to the word of God for God to bless my life so that my life will be pleasing to God and a blessing to people around my life. This is how God wants us to be, to respond. Pray to God so that he will bless your life, increase you in your relationship with him and that his, your, in, in the in the course of that taking place, your life will bless the world around you. And so Jabez, he prayed this prayer. And he says in verse 10, he called upon the God of Israel. When he called upon the God of Israel, who was he calling upon? He was calling upon a God that he knew had made a covenant with the people of Israel. Who is Israel? Remember Jacob wrestled with God? And then God said, Jacob, because Jacob loved the Lord. Yes, he did. And God says, Jacob, I'm going to change your name and your name will be Israel. And you're going to become a nation. God wants your life to be increased for his glory. And so God spoke over Jacob. Jacob wrestled with God. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And there's people say, "Oh, how that that's that's so uh, uh, you shouldn't ask God for blessing." Well, if you don't ask God for blessing, you're not go- you're, you're 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 violating the Word of God because God's Word over and over and over and over says that He is the God who blesses you, and He says, "I want you to come and receive the blessing. Ask for the blessings of God." This is the Word of God. To say that we don't want God to bless us is saying I don't want to obey the word of God. God wants to bless your life. Jacob wrestled and said, Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And God says, your name will be Jacob, Israel. Jacob, you're no longer Jacob, you're Israel. God made a covenant with the people of Israel. I want to be your God. I want you to be my people. And I will bless you. I have covenant with you that if you follow me, if you walk in my ways, if you love me, I will bless you. I will bless you. I will bless you. The Bible in Hebrew says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. It says those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jacob, uh, Jabez knew God was a God of covenant, a God of his word. He knew God kept his word. How many of you know sometimes people have every good intention, but they can't, they fall short in keeping their word. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they're human. But God is not human. God is God and God never fails. When God said it, the Bible says if God said it, it will come to pass. God said He watches over His Word to perform it. So when God speaks, His Word is dependable, trustworthy. You can trust God's Word. You can depend upon God's Word because He's God. God does not lie. He does not fail. His Word, that's why, God has given us a new covenant, a New Testament. And He says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. And Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, it will be given unto you, done unto you. And he's talking about asking in and through relationship with God. That's the asking and the seeking and knocking, is in through relationship of knowing, wanting to know your maker, wanting to know your Father, wanting to know your God. Children, how many of you want to know your Father? How many of you love when your father loves you and you run to him and he speaks into your life? Isn't that wonderful? Now, I know not all fathers are, are good. Some of are abusive. But I'm talking about when someone loves you and cares about you, and you go to your father and he speaks into your life, he speaks blessing. Isn't that wonderful? God wants to speak blessing into your life. He is your heavenly father. He is your maker and your creator. He wants to speak into your life and give you words of wisdom, Words of counsel, words of guidance, words of blessing, words of hope, words of joy, of peace. So Jacob knew, I mean Jabez knew that God was a covenant God. If God said it, He will do it. And I trust the Word of the Lord. Do you trust God's Word? Yes, yes. Believe God's Word. Trust His Word. And he says, he called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Jacob wasn't just talking about, Oh God, if you would just give me just a little itsy bitsy blessing. That's not what Jabez was praying. Jabez was praying, Lord, if you bless me indeed. I mean, if you really abundantly, extravagantly bless me, Lord. Jabez knew God was great. God was is a big and mighty. He's a great God of all the earth. God says he will do more than you will ever ask or imagine. God wants you to stretch your faith and your trust and your belief in him and believe him for great things. You see, the devil and people that don't know God would say, oh, just be humble and pray for little things. Well, yes, you pray for little things too. But don't stop believing God for great things in your life. Everyone that prayed to God in the Bible prayed and believed God for great things, for mighty things. And God always, Jesus always says, increase your faith. Believe for greater things. Jesus Himself encouraged us. The Word of God, as we see the prayers of men, always praying, believing God for things that are beyond themselves. Believing God for great things. And this is when Jabez is saying, Lord, I pray that you will bless me indeed. Meaning, I pray that you will bless me extravagantly, abundantly, above all things. Jabez wanted an outpouring of blessings upon his life. Now, unfortunately, sometimes people think that uh, an, an abundance of blessing means I'm going to get a fortune in money. I'm going to be driving fancy cars. I'm going to have mansions in this earth. I'm going to... That's not the blessing that Jabez wanted of God. Jabez knew his God. Jabez loved his God. Jabez wanted more of God in his life. And he was saying, if you come into my life and bless me, indeed abundantly and extravagantly, he knew that the blessings that happened internally in his relationship would result in Jabez increasing and obtaining more land and things. That would come. But Jabez was praised, believing God for an increase in his spirit man. How many of you pray for God to increase you in your spirit man? Lord, I want to know You more today than I did yesterday. Help me, Lord God, to be more God-like. Help me to be more Christ-like. Help me to live more like You. Help me to make right decisions that are in line with Your Word. Help me and guide me with the guidance from from Jesus, Your wonderful Counselor. See, my name means good Counselor. Lord, I pray for increase. But I want to point people to the wonderful Counselor who is Jesus. You see, Jabez wanted change in his life. People want money, they want fame, they want celebrities. To people in this world, those things are priorities. But when you see that people who have abundance of money, they, they, they're, they're so, they're, they're so in turmoil. Solomon, who had more money and more wisdom than any man that ever lived, he said, in all that I've done, He said he put his hands to everything. Money was not a problem with with Solomon. He had more money than you, you can think of anybody in this world today. Solomon had more than them. He had more than some of them combined. And whatever he wanted to do, he did. And he tried to explore everything. Wine, woman, all kinds of stuff to see what that would do, what that would give him. And in the end, he said, all is vanity. All, he said, is vexation of spirit. You know what that means? That with all his money, all his wealth, all his woman, he had a lot of, he had a lot of wives. He had 700 wives, 300 concubines. You think he was happy? Because he says all is vanity. All is vexation of spirit. Which means that inside it didn't satisfy this inner man everything he tried to obtain money fame celebrity status you think when solomon walked around when solomon went into town he went with a procession that that you talk about limos and stuff and he was he was uh, proceeded with with all the glory that anyone could have and yet that did nothing for him he had money he had fame he had celebrity status but he says in his own words In in Ecclesiastes, he says, "Um, let me preach to you. He said, let me tell you about my life and don't go that route. It's a warning that those things don't satisfy. And he says, in the end, I found out the best thing is to love God, to keep his words, to live for him. So Jabez wasn't asking for money, for fame, or celebrity status. He was asking for an increase in his relationship with God Almighty. And he knew that in that relationship, God would bless him. Enlarge my border. And he says, and that your hand would be, might be with me. You see, how many of us ask for the Lord's hand to be over our life, guiding us every day? We need to do that. God is desirous. That's why the New Testament, the Bible calls God a shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Every day that you wake up, God wants to guide you and lead you. That's what a shepherd does. A shepherd watches over your life for good, to keep you from harm and danger. A shepherd is there to provide for the sheep. God wants to provide for you every day that you live. God knows what you need. He knows your situation. He knows your circumstances. He knows what your needs are. God says, I want to provide for you. I want to watch over your life. I want to be your father. I want to be your God who loves you. And I want you to know my love. I want you to know it every day that you live. God wants to provide for you. That's why the Bible says in Matthew... Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What things? The things you need for your body, for your, to eat, your clothes, everything that you need. Seek God. Ask for God's hand to be upon you every day because Jabez knew, Lord, if I'm blessed inwardly and outwardly, I need your hand upon me. Least I think more of myself than I ought. You know, sometimes God blesses somebody and they get puffed up and they think that their ministry is so good and they're so great and, they're so, and their head is getting... And they forget that God is the one who increased. And if God increases my wealth and fortune, am I going to forget God? But what happened with Solomon? Solomon says he loved many strange women. And it says that those women eventually turned his heart away from the living God. Oh God, that your hand be upon me every day that I live so that as I'm being blessed, I won't think more highly of myself than I ought. I know that it is by Your hand that I am blessed. And I know that it is by Your hand that will keep me and watch over me and protect me. Watch over my mind and the and the words of my mouth, O oh God, that I be humble before You, that I know that You are my glory. You are the glory and the lifter of my hand. That no man has blessed me. God has blessed me. God blesses you through. People don't get me wrong that he does. He works that way. He works by people, blessing people, but it comes from God. And we've got to give God the ultimate glory and honor and praise. And so he's saying, Lord, you're going to increase me. I know it. He didn't have a doubt about it. See, this was a prayer of Jabez that was positive. He knew, God, I'm asking because I'm asking rightly. According to your word, I want you in my life. I want more of you. And I know you're going to bless me because your word, you're faithful and true to your word. But as you bless me, please let your hand be upon my life. I need you. How many of you need God? We need His hand over our lives. We don't know. From day to day, you don't know what God has kept you from. Accidents, turmoils, you don't know. But God is watchful over your life. That's why each day, Father, let your hand be upon me. I need you. Watch over me. Protect me. Guide me and lead me. But do it with joy, with gladness. Not with a heavy heart or, oh, me, I'm worrisome thing. No, do it with joy and gladness. Father, you're watchful over my life. I thank you and bless you. And that's what Jabez was saying. Oh, Father, let your... And he knew, he knew God's hand would watch over him. And so he said, and that's also another thing. As we prosper, we're doing things, and unless the Lord's hand is upon us, it it, it's just going to fade away. Lord, it's your hand upon me that causes me to be blessed. And he says that thou would keep me from harm. Some versions that says evil, but the word there is harm, injury, pain. You see, in those days when Jabez lived, they didn't have the medical uh, facilities and doctors that we have today. When someone was injured back in those days, it meant, it, it meant devastation for them. If they couldn't work, they, they, they were quickly, they could have died very easily. People die from things, simple things, broken legs, infections, things like that. And so he was saying, because they didn't have Dysinger, they didn't have things that we have today, where, where you get injured, you have an infection, you can go and get something to, to help, you know, but we believe God, amen? That God through doctors, how many of you know God works through doctors and nurses and everything, huh? God can heal you instantly, but God uses people. That's why God, when he he formed and fashioned everyone, he made some to be doctors. He made some to be nurses. He made some to be teachers. He made some to be workers. He made some to be uh, whatever. And so God works through the lives of every individual. But in those days, if someone got a simple little infection, it could have killed them. They could have died. And so he's saying, Lord, keep me from injury. Keep me from harm that would rob me of my blessing." God doesn't want you to lose what he's given you. God watches over your life to protect you. The Bible says the thief, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, meaning spiritual life with God growing with him. And as you do, because the Bible says, I pray that you prosper even as your soul prospers. As you prosper in your relationship with God, loving him with a sincere heart and a true mind, God will bless your life. It's just an automatic. It just comes and fills, it flows outward. And he was saying, and he says, and finally he says here that that it may not be pain, that it may may not pain me. Jabez is saying, I don't want to bear this name of pain. I want to be a blessing to the world around me, and I don't want to be a pain to someone. I don't want to be a cause of pain or suffering for anyone, because that's the name He bore. And so He says, "Lord, I don't want to be a pain. I want to be a blessing. So bless me, and let Your hand be upon me, and keep me, that I can be a. How many of you want to be a blessing in this life, so that you can bless others?" so that you can bring glory to God. And that's what Jabez was saying. Lord, I don't want to have that title of pain. I want people to see me and say, that's Jabez, he's a blessing. You see, in the great verse it follows, and God granted him his request. God wants your life to be a blessing to others. God doesn't want you to be a pain in the neck to somebody. Although sometimes we need some agitation in our lives to get, you know, a little sand in that that thing creates a pearl. But what I'm saying is God wants our lives to be a blessing and an encouragement to the people around us. He wants us to love one another and to be a blessing and to be encouraged. How can we be a blessing if we have no blessing? So God wants to bless us. But what is your real blessing? It's not so much money and other things. It's the gifts that God gives you inside. And we did a whole series on the gifts. God has ways that your life can be an encouragement and a blessing to others in so many ways. By going alongside of them and caring about them and praying with them. And if they need a meal, give help provide for them. If they need something and you can do it, help them out. But looking at your brothers and sisters and and saying, how can I be a blessing? How can I be an encouragement? How can I be a help to you and that's what we are here at bcc we want to be a help and an encouragement and loving one another caring about one another in spirit and in truth not just in words but in actuality doing it and we do i i i thank god for bloomsburg community church because you people here have shown love and compassion and goodness and mercy and i don't say this to flatter i say it because it's true I thank God for each and every one of your lives. But I pray that you that you would look at your name. Find out the meaning of your name. See what it says. Bless your parents. Bless your mother. Bless your father. But what does your name mean? And pray for an increase. Lord, I want to be the best that I can be. God said he will grant, grant it from you, to you. And so Jabez wanted to know his God. He wanted to love him. You see, further on in Chronicles, it says there was a village called Jabez, and in that village lived scribes. Scribes were those who loved the word of God, who were writers of the word. So Jabez was a man who knew God's word, loved God's word. This is what we assume. We can't say for sure, but this is what what is more than likely, that the village of Jabez that was filled with scribes was where Jabez was, lived. And he was a man who wanted to know the word of God. I challenge you, make an effort to know more of God's word. Look into the word of God. Believe his word. Pray his word. Speak his word over your life. He loves you. He cares about you. And he wants to do good. He wants to bring increase into your life that he will be glorified and that the world around you will be blessed that you live. That you lived for God. Hallelujah.